Hey, welcome in to another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. A lot has changed since our last episode six nights ago. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, you know, we were last on on Wednesday of last week. Conte had resigned or mutually terminated his agreement with Inter. You know, we were wondering who the next Inter coach would be. The search was on at that point. And earlier in that day, we got the news, at least we thought it was news, that Simone Inzaghi was renewing with Lazio, that he had a verbal agreement with Claudio Lotito, the Lazio president. He was going to renew and stay at Lazio for a few more years. We had no clue. when We had a big conversation last week, had no idea that Inzaghi uh, hadn't put pen to paper and could change his mind his, uh, the next day. So things are absolutely wild. Uh, Inzaghi is now at Inter. Uh, Lazio are in a coaching search, but most signs are pointing to Maurizio Sarri. So I certainly want to get Jerry's take on all that before I introduce my co-host, Jerry Mancini. I'm Alex Dano, by the way. Want to introduce our special guest. <laughs> this is our French football correspondent, and he's such a good friend of the program. And I love, I love the positive vibes that he always brings to the show. George Rodriguez is with us. How you doing, Jorge? I'm doing good, Alex. How you holding up? I'm doing Jerry's well. Jerry's in the zone right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Jerry, I, I know the Oilers aren't playing, so I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they still play till tomorrow, so I'm good. We can talk all night. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, we're, we're so happy to have you. You always bring so much enthusiasm and positivity to the show, and, and we're huge fans of yours. So anytime we can bring you on is great. Absolutely. Um, and, and Jerry, you know, Jerry, I know he's he's wearing a Chelsea t-shirt today. He is a Chelsea supporter. Congratulations on the Champions League. Man, it, it is what it is. I don't I, what do you mean? I mean you, you like the team. What do you I'm a casual I'm a casual fan. I'm not like a diehard fan. Like people think I'm like massively I was more into them like when Sari was there. Um I still like them, but uh I think it's been that I've been more involved writing for City and, and being more focused around Inter and Lazio this year with our podcast <laughs> that I haven't been able to give enough time to Chelsea as much as I would like. I've probably watched maybe 10 games this year, and it, it good for them. They, they, they proved many wrong, I guess, but I guess when you're spending over $100 million, I hope you're winning something. Fucking I'll say that much. Because, like, mm-hmm. like – you're spending what? Timo Werner, holy fucking, he stinks. I have the guy, the, the guy couldn't even fucking hit his freaking his shirt uh, logo properly, man. That's all. That's all crap he is. But not crap, but. But he won a Champions League. Yeah, and no, you, no, not him. Not him. No, he doesn't, he doesn't have to worry it's about winning team. another one. He can already say he claimed at least one Champions League title. Yeah. Just gotta think of it that way. And also, like you know, for for Chelsea to be able to win despite making a bad investment like that, it's it it just goes to show you how deep that squad is, how well coached they were by Thomas Tuchel, and and they don't get there without Tuchel. Imagine if they'd stuck with Lampard or brought in someone else. Do you disagree with that? No, I just think it's hilarious that the previous two PSG managers both won European titles. That's right. Wow. That for me, the Villarreal one takes the cake for me because yeah. there's no excuse now for any mid-sized team, including my my Leon, his Lazio, to have an excuse not to win a European trophy. Villarreal is what fifty thousand people there, and they just won a European title. No excuse, no excuse. But that penalty shootout was actually really great. 
Oh, it was fantastic. That was really yeah, good. I mean, I, I actually, yeah, that, that that was probably more entertaining than the Champions League final for the most yes. part, if I'm being honest. That but, thing yeah. was a hot mess. And uh, maybe it's just me, but I'm not a big fan of an like a all like same club, excuse me, same league final. For me, I don't like it. Because you know when you know your league. opponent, it's gonna be dry and boring. I like different styles of, of from different leagues by battling it out, you know? Even if it's one nil, like Bayern PSG. But it's two different philosophies going at it and knowing and like going at it and see who comes out on top. With Man City, Chelsea, it's just like we know what's going to happen. It's going to be one nil. He's going to uh, defend for their lives and go on the counter. It's going to be boring. And it was boring. Let's face it. it. I didn't yeah. even, I cared more about the coaching uh, roulette than it was about the Champions League because that's all they talked about. <clears throat> and this is today. Real Madrid. And, 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 I, and I know, George, you probably picked up on this because because you're you're in the States like myself. I think Jerry yeah. had different coverage in Canada. But the funny thing about after that game was over, I was watching a bit of the postgame coverage on CBS. Yeah. And because it's the United States of America, Police. they completely ignored Everyone the game else. that N'Golo Conte had, which was incredible. And all mm-hmm. they talked about was Pulisic. Like, they spent the entire post-game show talking about Pulisic. And it's like – and the funny thing was it, it was, was coverage for, minutes. Yeah, it, it was coverage for America, but all of the actual panelists on the post-game show were We're English. And yet they still they must have been given it's built in London too. Talk yeah. about outsourcing our news uh, our Champions League. Yeah, like I think they were probably given like a directive of hey, you have to pander to the American audience, just only talk about Pulisic, don't talk about anybody else. But it's like, do they think we're stupid? It's like, okay, like yeah, I mean, we're still we're still soccer fans. We watch the game. Like, I want you to talk <laughs> about everything that actually happened, not just about like the one American player, but uh, I, I could complain about stuff like this all day. I, w- I want to pick Jerry's brain a little bit. I mean, obviously, um, th- th- there's there's this weird, uh, you know, inter-Lazio connection now with Simone Inzaghi, uh, you know, departing Lazio to head to Inter. But before we get to that, Jerry, um, can you give us the latest, your understanding on the quest for Sarri? Because uh, all signs are pointing to him arriving at Lazio to be your next manager. How close do you think it is, and where are they now in the negotiation, as far as we know? Uh, your, your guess is as good as mine, but uh, I saw uh, – well, Football Italia is never – is the least reliable source, we'll just say that. But uh, apparently 500,000 euros is the separation between uh, – for signing Sorry, Who knows what the whole contract stipulates. Three million plus apparently I was reading – Another million dollars if they make Champions League, and you know what? If 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 Sorry is convinced of the project, I, I I'm pretty sure he hasn't been told about the guy named Vidat Marici because uh, <laughs> because I wanted to tweet that out today, but I didn't know how to tweet it out to be honest because I was so tired at work. But um, I think that if if his name comes up in in any negotiations and. I'm sorry, in the in the project, it, it might really scare him. But um, you know what? They are really going after him. And if they're thinking about going for sorry, like I said so many times on so many pods, I, Simone Inzaghi leaving may have woken up Lotito to maybe spend a little bit and, and 
kind of kind of resent him. Like it, it's like a slap in the face saying, "Hey, you want to you want to disrespect me when I was trying to give you a contract or whatever the whatever it may be." Um, at the end of the day, he's gonna he's saying, "Okay, well, I'm gonna bid up higher than what I would have given you. I'm gonna throw that in your face, and I'm gonna buy players." that I would have bought for you, but you're gone now, and then watch what I'm going to do now, and I'm going to make sure that you don't win at Inter. That, that's what he's trying to do here, and he knows the situation that Inter's in. He's probably thinking, you know what? I need to capitalize maybe. <laughs> I should take advantage of a, of a situation that Inzaghi's in. Who, who knows what's going to happen with Beppe Marotta? That, that, that is going to be a question mark for who knows a whole summer. I, I personally don't think he's going to leave, but Never say never, because no one thought that Conte was going to leave until after the season. No one ever saw the ship was going to sink like this. It's sad for Inter not to be able to enjoy a Scudetto after what I think what eleven seasons. 11 like, years, yeah. like, come on, man. Like, I, I, I personally feel bad. Um, I think sorry is going to join. I personally do. I think that the day it's going to be Thursday. <laughs> all signs signaling. Um, good for Lotito not to rush. I know fans want this done right away, but I, there there is probably a course of okay. So if sorry, I think it's not the economics. Hmm. I don't think it's the money. I think it's more sorry needs to have some backing and say okay, this is why I'm coming in. This is what I need. What are we gonna do? These are the options. And once they got that groundwork in place of what they expect both sides, then I I believe sorry will agree. Um, he knows that the, he needs this job more than anything because there's not many options out there. I don't think he wants to go to Tottenham because he knows Dan Levy is not going to help him. He's worse owner than freaking Latito, and he's got way more money. And two two things problem with Dan Levy is that he doesn't know how to spend money, first off. And secondly, he's a stubborn owner, much more stubborn than Latito. Let's just uh-huh. say that. Um, and secondly, he wants to be in Italy. He's, yeah. he's already he stated be. that. Yeah. Like, so for me, I think, and I also believe that he's an upgrade over Inzaghi, personally. I know that everyone's saying that Sarri doesn't have a plan B, but tactically, I still believe that his plan A is this much more stronger than Inzaghi's plan plan A. And I don't want to be that bitter fan where... I'm, I'm resenting him now because he left. That's not, that's not no. the point. The point is his track record sh- speaks for itself where he won at Chelsea. He won at Juventus, but I say Juventus with, with a quotations because it seems as if anybody can fucking work at, win at Juventus if Pirlo can win at Pirlo. Juventus. But, <laughs> um, he was exciting at Napoli. Like, he, the track record speaks for himself. Like, that's, he's, a, he's a great coach. Like, I'm in your situation, Jerry. Like, literally, Leon sacked Garcia. Shocker! No shot. So our first option was Christophe Galtier. Met him probably last week, this point last week. Last Thursday, he was like, eh, no. So Juninho was like, okay, Alice, you got your person. You talked to your person, and he denied you. I'm going to get my person that I want, and I'm going to sign him. And we got Peter Boss. Like a boss from Lonely Island, not literally, but literally, the uh, uh, the Netherlands coach that used to coach Ajax and Bayer Leverkusen is now with us. Speaks good French and is the kind of person that Junior wants, which is just like use our youth academy because we have the third best youth academy in Europe. Utilize all the youth that we have, 
making an attacking flair with good defense. Simple as that. That's basically what he summed it up in his press conference. And I cannot wait for it. So it's just like Saudi, because I know Saudi ball is a very attacking forward. And when you need to come back, you come back. It's going to be the same. And I think me and Jerry will probably be very happy with our teams when they play, hopefully knock on wood, that when things go right, that it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be great to watch. I hope it's like three or four nil every game almost. (laughs) Hopefully it's seven nil against Roma. Who knows? But that would be great. But still, I agree with Jerry. It's very similar to what's going on at Lazio, what happened at Lyon last week. Peter Boss took only four days to negotiate. He was actually on he was actually on vacation at Curacao in like the Caribbean when he was happening with that happening. So I, I see it happening with Latito. I, I think that he's taking the, the decision out of Tari's hand for how bad it's been the last two years with the transfer market. And this is now it's Latito coming in and saying, This is the guy I want. Like like if he wasn't so serious about sorry, he would have gone after Mihalovic who decided yeah. to go to Bologna, <laughs> Italiano, where he's going to sign with Spezia. I'll tell you right now, tomorrow, he's not going to wait for, for Lazio because they they put all their eggs in one basket. And, yeah. and I don't I don't think it's going to backfire personally. And Jerry, if you think about it, what's your plan B? Because honestly, we when I thought that Galtier was not going to be our coach, I legit thought it was going to be Patrick Vieira, and that sh- shit is going to be a nightmare. But instead it was someone else, and I'm glad – but still, uh, my thinking was straight away, it's going to go to the worst coach, and we're going to have a. It's going to be even worse of a situation. I'm assuming you don't even know what a plan B would be in this case if it's no Sadi, because I don't think there's many options available. Italiano would be my option. I said that yeah. on the Italian Forza podcast with Nima and Carlo. That's that's my guy. I would take. I know people are saying that that's a high risk. I don't personally think so. He kind of reminds me of Simone Inzaghi when he took over the reins five seasons ago, and. Um, he he. It's not like Italiano has no experience. He's been managing in the Serie B. He took Spezia up. Like those are things that I I, I look at what he's able to do with the young squad. Um, maybe he uses some of the young players. Maybe he has a different uh, approach. I would prefer Italiano Plan B. I don't really have any other option. I would say to go after. Like I saw and. Andre Villa what's his name? Andre Villas Bolas. That fucking guy's a cancer, man. Tell that guy to stay home. Fuck I'm glad man. you guys said the name, not me. Fuck <laughs> that guy, man. Fucking guy's Andre a Villas fucking Bolas. He's Portuguese. That, get it, get it oh, that's why you could say that's it. Why, you fuck six. That guy there's a walking disaster. Fuck that guy. Look at that one too. I want to welcome in. Hold on. I want to welcome in our fourth panelist for tonight. He's back with us. He did such an awesome job last week. We wanted to bring him back. Miguel AJ, a.k.a. Milano Miguel, is with us. Miguel, how's everything going, man? How's your week treating you so far? Um, Everything's going well. <laughs> I started working, so, you know. Oh, good. Yeah, how's it going, life. man? Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going well. It's just a lot of information to take in right now. So I'm trying to learn the ropes. That's cool, man. Hard, hard work really, really pays mm-hmm. off. Really pays off. Um, you know, I want to I want to pick up on on what Jerry was saying on coaching. You know, obviously in Inzaghi leaving Lazio, coming to Inter. So I'll, I'll give my side of that. Um, honestly, um, you know, it was very weird the way that it went down. Of course, with with Inzaghi having reportedly agreed to extend with Lazio, then changing his mind the next day. So it was very awkward. And uh, and uh, you know, I know that. Uh, uh, I, I was a little bit uh, weird out by the way it played out, but you know, you find out that Inzaghi had never actually put pen to paper. He changed his mind. 
from the standpoint of an Interista, I'm very relieved because when we're talking about plan B's, you know, Inter's plan B might have been Mihailovic. And that's that's not an ambitious project. Like if if you're if you're and and now I know that maybe you could say Inzaghi was the plan B, because I think plan A, although I was never confident, was probably Max Allegri. That's who they really wanted and they made a big offer, but he was already really far down the road negotiating with Juventus. So it was it was way too late to hijack that deal. Like it wasn't gonna happen. He wanted to go back to Juventus. They had already uh, basically agreed to a deal, so there was really nothing Inter could have done there. Uh, and, you know, of course, I wouldn't blame him if he had a few reservations about the project right now. But um, I'm very relieved uh, for Simone Inzaghi. I mean, I've watched uh, Lazio pretty closely the last few years, and I've, I've seen him do quite a lot with that squad. And, um, and I think a big thing for me is... It's a good transition. I mean, you go from Conte, who ran a three-five-two. I'm not saying they're exactly the same because they have they have slightly different styles of play. But if you go by the formation, you go from a three-five-two manager where you have players who run that system, who run that formation, right? You you have the personnel in place. It makes a lot of sense to get another coach who runs a three-five-two. Now the personnel is not going to be exactly the same. There's going to be some outgoings, including one probably very big outgoing. There are going to be some incomings, so you're going to have a few different pieces here and there. But I think for the most part, the squad is going to be intact, and you don't need a revolution to rebuild for you know a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 or anything like that. So it makes sense to keep a coach who runs a three at the back in that system. And uh, so from that standpoint, I um, – there can be some continuity with the project. And I think that was one of the most important things for me is that we have so many questions about Inter's financial challenges and stability or lack thereof that you don't want to rattle the cage too much, right? I mean, so the, the saga going on with transfers right now, obviously there are a lot of rumors about multiple players I think the only one at this time that's very concrete is Hakimi. I think Ashraf Hakimi is out the door, which I hate to see it because anytime, you know, you have a wing back, you know, in a three, five, two, you know, someone with as much talent as Hakimi and being so young, uh, I, I think he, he could have been really a foundational piece to the project. So I would hate to see him go. I understand they need to make uh, at least one big sale, hopefully just one big sale to keep the project funded. And, I think the reason why they're choosing probably to sacrifice Hakimi, although it's not done yet. Um, PSG have been hot on his trail. You know, they, they've made an offer reportedly as high as $60 million. Inter want apparently $80 million, which logic would tell me they probably meet around $70 million, <laughs> I think, the way that the story is going to end. But uh, he's probably the guy who's getting the most offers and the most concrete offers. And... Uh, you know, personally, if if they have to make one big sacrifice and allegedly only one big sacrifice, I think it would make more sense to sell Lautaro Martinez. Um, I think that it's easier to replace a striker than it is to replace a unicorn of a right wing back like Hakimi. I think Lautaro would be easier to replace. And also, that would make a, a bigger financial impact because you sell Lautaro and it's basically full profit. Like he's, you know, he was... You know, three years ago, he came in from a club in Argentina. They didn't pay that much for him. It's basically all amortized. So basically anything you make from selling him is pure profit, where Hakimi was just purchased 
one year ago for 40 million and maybe you sell him now for 70 million. So it, 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 it doesn't make as much financial sense, but I'm guessing that, um, that that's the guy they've gotten the most concrete offer for. So they're, they're working on it and who knows? I don't, I don't know what conversations Inzaghi has had with Marotta about the project. Maybe Inzaghi for whatever reason thinks Lautaro is more crucial than Hakimi and they can do without Hakimi. So I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's certainly looking like Hakimi is going to be the guy who gets sold. Uh, you know, Jerry, I, I see you shaking your head. You want to add to that? The whole point of a three-five-two is the wingbacks. Yeah. What do you I'm think? What Why do you think Lazio has been so successful the last five years? Because they've always had good wingbacks. Yeah. In order to to allow the three-five-two to be effective, as as good as Alberto Leva and um, and Savage are, they're able to have more space in the midfield to roam because what guys like Sena Lulic and Lots of the Amerisic have done on on the outside where Kondreva too in the past where they they have allowed to to open up the space and allow and allow midfielders to to have more of an ability to to make key passes long ball passes it, it draws players out and you take out a guy like like uh, Hakimi you're bringing in a guy like Lazaro. Uh, or Lazaro, Lazaro, and and he struggled in his first season. Okay, now I don't know how he did last year. Heard he went on multiple loans last year. He, people were saying he's been bad. He's been good. I don't know. Now you're gonna. The problem is you you need a good backup to him now. You you need a starter over this guy. Are you willing to to sacrifice Lazaro as your starter next year? Who are you bringing in? Uh, is Darmian just on a loan, or is he there permanently? And that's no, another question. Permanent. Yeah, he's permanent. So, they, they bought him, I think, for two and a half million euros last year. So your right wing back then will be, let's just say, Darmian and fucking Lazaro. That, that is a really big downgrade. Like you need Hakimi. Hakimi equals Lazzari. If Lazzari is not in part of the three-five-two, we're in trouble. Anytime we don't have Lazzari playing or Marisic playing, we struggle. To yeah. to go upfield because it, it's what three five two starts with. Um, when we took out Marisic out from the left side and we brought back in uh, Senalulic, it was it was a downgrade because Senalulic is no longer the player we, he was. Slow, lost pace, and that's because of his ankle injury. And you bring in Lazaro, that's I know he's quick, but he doesn't have that technical ability. Yeah, that and he's all, a big, he was a big liability defensively. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. And he was only actually there for half a season uh, because they, they they loaned him out in January of uh, not this past year, but the year before that. So didn't get to see him a whole lot. But he he was he was a little shaky. Um, you know, uh, Conte didn't really have a lot of patience for him. That's why they loaned him out so quickly. But yeah, I, I didn't really like what I saw. You're going to run into the issue where if you don't get the right proper winbacks, what's going to happen is Zaghi's going to start playing players out of position. You're going to start seeing Parisage play on the right side. <laughs> um, who Who's the other guy who, who backs up to Parisage? Um, who else is on the left side? Uh, you guys have... Um, well, Ashley Young is gone, so he's not... Young's he's not gone. Um, so, so it was really it would really be Darmian. And and I think they're, 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 tr- they're working on... Bringing in a left wing back, uh, so obviously the incoming like it, on the outgoings. Well, I mean, yeah, I, don't they, like I mean, it all. Like, yeah, Lazio they, they, struggled. Lazio struggled when we didn't have Marisic and Lazzi in the yeah. lineup. When we were putting other like 
Muhammad Fadi struggled this year, and you you saw Parolo had to play as a wing back, and we've had young guys who have, didn't strive. You need good wing backs. If you don't have good wing backs, the three five two throw it out the fucking window. Yeah, I I'm agree. Telling you, man, it's Martinez has got to be the guy that goes too yeah. consistent for me. Yeah, but who's gonna take him? The surprises. people can afford him. That's also true. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, no one can afford these players eighty million. Well, 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 the, well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that the two teams that have been linked to Martinez, um, Spanish clubs, uh, both the Madrids, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, uh, yeah, Barcelona, no longer. And, and and in fact, Barcelona is probably getting your guy <laughs> Memphis, right? He's he's probably going to go there. Is what it's looking like. I mean, that all Barca can do is afford free players. Hence why exactly. they got. Aguero, Eric Garcia, and possibly Memphis. But yeah. even for me, for Memphis, it's weird because that was contingent on Ronald Koeman. And now right. Barcelona's like, mm, we might not want you, so we're going to wait a couple weeks. And if you don't <laughs> like you, then we'll go like you. Like That's not good either. Like, yeah. if it's not Ronald Koeman, I don't think Memphis is going to get many starts. Right. I don't think they should go there. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's not a smart choice for uh, Memphis's part to go to Barcelona at this time. It's too much yeah. of a shit show. Did he agree? Not yet, I don't think. No. I think he's waiting until after the Euros. I, that's what I'm personally thinking. Because if he does have a great Euros, he can get more people to come in to go for him. So that's what I'm thinking. But um, for him to go to Barcelona would be a waste of space and a waste of time for him, to be honest. He's going to screw a lot on the bench. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, and, and the last thing um, I'll, I'll say, and then I, I want to pick Miguel's brain on Milan a little bit. <laughs> Jerry, you brought up uh, Beppe Marotta, and it's just th – th this, to me, it's one of those things where I've kind of – I've learned over the years uh, following a lot of internews is you have to ignore a lot of bullshit. And I'm, I'm not saying I can say for sure that this is bullshit, <laughs> but um, – you know, following following internews every day, it, it's not it's not something that gullible people should do or people with weak emotions because any given day, and and obviously fodder for this is you know the financial situation. I get it, but if I if I go through the internet on any given day, um, nine out of eleven of last year's starters are being sold to various clubs, and and nobody's coming back, and and all the all the directors are resigning, and it's like. Um, I and, and and there's been this rumor over the last few days that like there's an imminent resignation coming for Vepe Marotta and and I'll be honest like if he were to abruptly leave um that would that would make me a lot more concerned than losing Conte like I, I lo losing <laughs> Conte to me it was it was annoying it was unfortunate but um as long as Beppe remains, losing Conte is not the end of the world. Uh, because that, and you kind of expect that from Conte. Never sticks around anywhere for long. He's transient. He, uh, you know, he 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 only stays anywhere he goes for two three years. So it is what it is. You don't expect that guy to stick around. But you know, Beppe Marotta, he he's the one who organizes the project. He's the architect, right? You can have a project, you know, with multiple different managers, but you really can't have a project without a guy like Marotta planning it and working the relationships and, and making the transactions. And honestly, that that's a guy who can still build and maintain a capable squad, even if there are financial issues, because he can find a way to get players on loan with option. He can find a way 
to sell certain players, bring other decent players, good replacements in at a cheaper price. And the guy can have a plan. So if he were to walk away, then I would really panic, okay? And everything I understand is, um, is, is there a chance maybe he fulfills his contract, which is up next year, and quietly walks away? Yeah, there, there's a chance of that. I also hear, and again, you, you don't necessarily want to believe the negative information, you also don't want to automatically believe the positive information. But yeah, there are reports that he may resign at any moment. There are also reports that they're working on giving him a contract extension. So you, you don't really know what to believe. But everything he said outwardly seems to indicate that uh, that, that he's committed to the project this, at this point. So I'm I'm not. I have no reason to believe that he's you know going to walk away at least not before the end of the year. We'll see if he gets an extension or not. But. That's where we're at because, uh, you know, uh, on and, and David writes in, some of these you can't ignore like uh, the bullet sent to Conte in a letter. Well, it's like, it's like okay, the, the bullet thing, he's talking about that from a year ago. Uh, well, okay, well, what do I do with that? Because that was sent to him by a Juventus fan, not an Inter fan. Now, the problem that Conte had with the bullet, which is, you know, one of the reasons why Conte nearly walked away last year, not this year, was the bullet that was mailed to him as like a little death threat kind of thing, which, you know, came, I think, from a from a <clears throat> order. The bullet that was sent to him was actually sent. They didn't have his home address. They sent it to the Inter facility, right? And so he basically, anybody in the facility who knew about the bullet, he told them, you know, hide this, get rid of it, don't tell anybody about it, because if my wife and my daughter find out, it's going to be a really awkward situation at home. And yet somebody leaked it to the media. Okay, so you know it was it, it, that that was the whole thing that he was he was really upset that they let it go public. So I, I don't I don't really know what that has to do with this. And I would actually I would actually say that in the last you know 13, 14 months, well actually longer than a year and a half ago, the bullet thing, uh, they've actually gotten a lot better at plugging up leaks because you notice this past this past season, and I think that's one of the reasons why Inter were able to win a scudetto is. They kept a lot of the shit kind of hidden, right? Like you didn't have Conte complaining publicly. You didn't have as many leaks coming out of the team. So I think whatever these leaks were, whoever leaked the bullet thing, they they probably found this guy and they probably fired him or whatever. So I I, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do really with anything, but I, I did want to recount that story. So, yeah, that, that's where we're at as far as Inter are concerned. Uh, you know, Miguel, how are things? Uh, how are things uh, with with Milan right now? I, I, is uh, is Olivier hey, Giroud final? Hey, they work on that. Hold on, I'll ask Miguel as well. Sure. I, I, we're still on into here. Did you see what Nicolo Shira wrote today at five forty-five? Thursday will be the Simone Inzaghi's day at Inter. Official and special announce already scheduled by Media House. What's the special announcement? They're gonna do a little video, I think. Oh, I thought that was to be Beppe Marotta's exit. Okay, am I? <laughs> You're a real bastard. You know that, Jerry? <laughs> oh, I've been told. But also now. So, so how are things going in uh, Casa Milan? It, it seems pretty calm compared to Inter right now and Lazio and everything. Yeah, things are going pretty well at Casa Milan. Uh, we just fully redeemed Fakayo Tamori from Chelsea for $28 million, uh, which is absolutely a bargain. I think Chelsea kind of regret that, having that clause in his contract when they loaned him out to us. Um, but Fakayo Tamori's a baller. He did really well for us this season, and 
It looks very comfortable and very happy here. So you wouldn't want to disrupt that in a player. So um, he's here at Milan. It's kind of unfortunate because this team just won Champions League. And I think that he kind of deserves to be a part of that team and, you know, get his credit because he was a part of them during the group stages and he played pretty well um, for them. But nevertheless, he is a Milan player, so that's looking good. Um, situation with Giroud, uh, they haven't really sat down and met yet. They were supposed to meet after the Champions League final, but uh, it hasn't really happened yet. But uh, apparently, the media keeps reporting that they've agreed to like personal terms or whatever. Um, but uh, Vito Agnelli, from who works uh, for Milan Reports, reported that they haven't actually met yet. But um, from the media, it's also been reported that Giroud kind of, you know, didn't listen to any other offers because he kind of wants to go to Milan. So I think within the next coming week or the next couple of days, uh, Giroud will fly out to Milan. You know, they hash things out. Um, and it seems like that deal is more likely to happen than any other deal. Um, additionally, with that, uh, Andrea Bellotti has also been thrown in the mix as a striker that Milan are interested in. Um, but with that being said, uh, Belotti isn't the only player that Milan wants. Um, Roma interested in him. Um, and with the signing of Ivan Juric to Torino, that might have changed things a little bit because Juric could kind of sit down with Belotti and be like, hey, you know, I know you've had a difficult last two seasons, but hey, I'm the new manager. Like, I want you to be a part of this project. Don't go. But for Belotti, this is kind of, you know, a big part of his career. Um, he's, I think, 28 or 29. He's reaching that point of his career where either he makes that big move now or he never makes it. Um, so I think us and Roma will be interested in Belotti. I, I'm hoping that he comes to Milan because, you know, greener pastures here than at Roma, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. We're playing in the Champions League compared to Roma. So... Uh, it looked like he would probably want to come to us. But the Giroud thing is definitely a safe option for Milan to go for because Giroud is a player who, he's a team player. He'll come into the team. He knows that he's not going to be the starter. He knows he's not going to be the main man. He's fine with sitting on the bench. He did it at Chelsea. Um, and he's a quality player. He can come off the bench. He can create oppor opportunities. He can score goals. He scored six goals for Chelsea in the Champions League. Um so I'm very excited and I really hope that, you know, Milan gets that deal wrapped up quickly. It seems like Milan's having uh, quite an aggressive approach to the transfer window. Um, they're being cutthroat. They're being direct. They're like, hey, we want this player. Negotiate with him. Get it done. Get out the way. And then, you know, we'll figure out what we're going to do for the rest of the transfer window. So Casa Milan's looking pretty good right now. What about Chagano? Yeah. Did you read that? What about Chaga? Ch am I pronouncing it wrong? Chaganoglu. Oh, Chalanoglu. <laughs> okay, so the thing with Chalanoglu is Milan have given him like their final offer, which is I think four million or four and a half million for his contract. Um, but I think he wants to wait until after the Euros because if he plays well in the Euros, other teams will be interested. So far, the only teams that are interested are Milan and Al Duhal um, from Saudi Arabia. Um, and they're giving him a massive uh, contract. I think it's like 11 million euros or whatever. It's a huge contract over there. Um, with that being, I know, right? 
you know, <laughs> get that. Yeah, but there's no alcohol there, so you can't even drink. So what do you need to do? Oh, is that true? Oh my God. Sharia law. Sharia yeah. law in Saudi Arabia. Can you smoke weed? <laughs> not. Probably not. Yeah. You probably can drink, but the, the drinks are probably. I was really gonna say, like, if you can't drink, at least if you could like smoke some weed, then you can you could figure something out. But if you can't do either one of those things, my God. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. This is very odd. Um, but yeah, so I think he's waiting till after the Euros. I heard some grumblings about Juve wanting to sign him, and I heard Liverpool that today. also. Um, but I don't think those are realistic. So it's basically up to him at this point. You know, after the Euros, he's going to have to sit down and evaluate: Do I want to stay at Milan or do I want to move on somewhere else? If there's other interest, and um, honestly, if he does leave Milan, I really don't care. You know, he's a good player, but he's too inconsistent for a team that needs to find goals somewhere else other than the striker. You know, um, he he has his moments where he has like really good spells. How do you feel about losing to? OK, I'll talk about that. But yeah, he has these moments where he has these really good spells and he looks like a really world class player. And then he just disappears and turns ghost. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we know what you're capable of. We've seen your your free kick abilities. We, see, we know your passing abilities. Um, and we need someone who's going to give us at least 10 goals, 10 assists every season. And if he doesn't stay, we're going all in for Rodrigo DePaul. And that's a huge upgrade, in my opinion. Oh, huge. Yeah, I feel like, so good. like the, the, the Turkish version of Memphis Depay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and on that note, this is kind of building on uh, on David's question there, Miguel. I, I was curious as to your thoughts, just from the standpoint of a fan. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it looks like there's a pretty good chance that Gijo could end up at Juventus. Uh, like, the, the, and obviously Milan play Juventus at least twice every year. You know, could be. Right. More than that with Coppa Italia. So it, it, go, going up again, and obviously I understand that there are rightful, you know, kind of bitter feelings between Milanisti and Gijo right now, and I totally get it. We talked about it last week. I can relate to it. But you know, how, how do you think you would feel like if you're watching Milan play Juve next year and in the upcoming years to see Gijo in Juve's goal? Like, what, what kind of emotions do you think that would give you as a fan? I mean, personally, it, it wouldn't be like uh, a thing of hate it'd be more of a disappointment because yeah. to me, it's like, look at this kid. He thought he thought he could bully Milan into the contract that he wanted because he's a greedy bastard. And now he's playing for Juve instead of being a Milanista legend. Like he could have went down as the next Maldini. And because he wanted money, you know, he bit the, the hand that fed him. And now he's at Juve. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't seem right. You know, it's like, why are you going to Juve? And mm. supposedly, when he goes to Juve, it's for the same amount of money that he's currently on at Milan. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. None. He probably wants a Scudetto, but two, would he even get the starting position over Chesney? That's the he's issue. Not. He's not. He's not. So what's the whole point of going to Juventus then? Just to get sit on the bench, get a nice paycheck, and just win a try to win a Scudetto? Like really? Like that's just that's just horrible. And I, for me, because he's yeah. a piece of shit, and that greedy motherfucker needs to be banned yes. or lose some weight or get yep. some liposuction. Yeah. One of those things, because he's yep. a fat ass motherfucker who's a Snorlax. He's a Walmart Artie Lang. He looks like Artie freaking Lang. He's, he's disgusting. He's a Snorlax. 
For those Pokemon yep. references, Google it. I know, I know that one. I know that one. That is he is definitely, definitely Snorlax. That is definitely okay. his agent in a nutshell. I'm done. Oh my god. J- J- Jerry, uh, what what does G Joe get a middle finger? I mean, what, what do you think about yes. all this? M- M- Miguel <laughs> said it. Um, if if reports are to be believed, he may <laughs> end up signing with Juventus on less money than he could have gotten at Milan after this whole saga. I mean, this guy's got to get double middle fingers, right? I called him out yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Yesterday morning I saw that, and I was really quick to, to comment on that. I was a pro GG before that and, and said that this guy's earned his money. He's a free transfer. He can go wherever he wants. It, it becomes a... You become a hypocrite, though, when you take the same amount of money and you're joining your rival club. Like, it's just not right. There's their standards. It's like it's like Chiro Immobile leaving after his contract's up and he joins fucking Roma for the same amount of money. Are you fucking kidding me? The guy would get axed with a freaking, like, machete. Like, he would kick. Yeah. Like, it's just not right, man. Um, I agree. Gigi's got to grow a few pair of balls because he, he doesn't me, have any balls, and he's got to fire his agent. That's, yes. that's the first problem. Yeah. And like, and he's so freaking dumb. I don't think he understands. He can fire a his pussy, agent. Man. Like it's, dude. Like when 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 Maldini confronts you and asks you, "Are you coming back?" and you say, "I, I do know. what Raiola tells me." It's like, does this no, guy no, understand? No. You are Raiola's boss. Like. You have to understand, like the way the dynamic goes with a player and an agent. Yes, you, sometimes you'll have agents. If you have a greedy bastard like Raiola, of course he's going to try to use you and manipulate you. That's what he does. But at the end of the day, he works for you. And, and you tell your agent, if you want to stay at Milan or you want to sign for Club XYZ, you tell your agent, this is where I want to go. Try to make it happen for me. Like you give the agent the directive, not not the opposite. And so, it, it, like, he, does he even understand he can fire his agent at any time he wants to? Like, he could have. Like, I, dude, I, I remember, uh, you know, a, a few years ago when uh, when Milan Skriniar wanted to sign a new contract with Inter, and his agent was like trying to push him other, other directions. He's like, "Bro, you work for me. If you're not going to get this done, I'm going to fire you." And he brought in a lawyer. And he finished the contract himself. He fired his agent to get it done. G. Joe could have done the exact same thing. And also for me, I feel like free agents, I wouldn't you want to try a different league instead, like to not, you know, cause that awkward tension within another league itself. Like yeah. unless it's a Premier League, obviously that's where the most money is. Whatever. They have no loyalty over there. But in Italy, really, like there's always gonna be bad luck amongst the teams. It's always been a city state country, so you know they're gonna hate each other. In England, they don't give a fuck. So here's the issue with that, because like, there's no there's no demand for keepers. That's the thing, you know. Uh, yeah. The demand for keepers was one or Very two well. seasons ago. Everybody yeah. everybody has a well established keeper now. So now he's like scrambling to to get a move. It's like it's not going to work out. Chelsea. Chelsea. No, you, you I got, don't. You, you got Mendy. He's yeah. cheaper too. He's yeah, so a lot cheaper. And they're trying to they have Keppa on the bench. My fucking holy shit. I can't believe they have that fucking guy, man. How much money they but who's spent gonna on take that him? Guy. Who's gonna take exactly. him? Exactly. No one. Gonna take no him. one. Gigi's screwed. He, yeah. he 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 backed himself in a corner now because he goes to Juventus. You think Chesney is gonna make him the starter? No. You think he goes to Barcelona? He's gonna be the starter over Tercey again? No. No. Hell no. What the fuck was this guy thinking? 
Now, oh, let me go back to Milan. But hold on, we just signed a fucking cheaper goalkeeper, less on wages. Yeah. Like he came on a free, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. No, did they buy him? They bought him for fifteen. I think 15, he was a free agent, but the fee is like fifteen million euros. Okay, still not bad. Still not bad. But like, yeah, we it, saved fifty million euros over two seasons. That's not bad. <laughs> it's it's well, good business. But I'll answer David's question because I saw this now. Very influential. Hakan is not influential. The guy's a fucking choke artist. Okay, the guy proven that he cannot play in big games. Period. So I say, you want your four and a half million, you go somewhere else. If he's making more than Luis Alberto, there is something wrong with this league. That's all I'm gonna tell you because Luis Alberto. Is a is an influential player. The guy makes a difference in a game when he needs to be stepping up. He, he showed him many times this year. I never saw it from Hakan. So Alberto's been top five in key passes in the last five seasons. That tells you something, okay? That tells you what he's been able to do in that midfield for Lazio. I don't know what the hell Hakan's done in the last five years. So I would have to check his stats. But this year, he hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't gotten ten goals. He hasn't gotten ten assists in the season. Like he hasn't done shit. It's bad. And Gigi was he? You know what? He was influential in, in the team. But now, after this whole contract and the dispute and the media, I think that I feel like a lot of people lose respect for him after what happened. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Exactly. I did. He, I he he has no. That armband has to come off now because he's no longer that leader that he should I have been for Milan. That he's also 21 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's the same so fucking age as me asking for eight million yeah. in wages. I think that it's makes wrong, no man. Sense. Makes no sense, man. Like <sighs> a goalkeeper making eight million, man. Like, like, like that's it's this ludicrous, man. In a sense, not it's not like a free, but it's almost the same situation that Harry Kane is in. Who can afford Harry King? He wants to leave Spurs. Where can he go? Man City? Eh. Man, um, PSG is the only other one. Manchester United? Does he really want to go to Manchester United? There's not many teams that can go for him and offer him a hundred yep. plus million pound, whatever it is. Yep. No one yep. can afford it. So what's he going to do? Like, that's the same situation. I'm like, why would you go out now and say, oh, I feel like I want to leave? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a year, because by that by a year later, a little bit more money in the coffers. There's going to be more spending going on. Yeah. Better for you. Why do it now? Because there's not going to be many suitors. There's not many options for him. Yeah, it, it's like you weird. Why, why you, would, you would put yourself out there into that void, and then it's like, well, if I if I screw this up and they call my bluff, I can't just get right back in there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a weird situation. And plus, in a year's time. <laughs> Harry Kane, yeah, can be 100 plus million pounds. You're going to get Eric Holland for 75 million euros. That is a bargain. Yeah. Every club should be going after that. Yep. Why would someone pay 100, 150 million pounds for Harry Kane when they can just wait a year and get Eric, uh, Eric Holland? It just makes more sense. Long, you're going to get a goal scorer and he's going to be there longer. And it's not in Harry Kane. Let's face it; it's been injury prone the past couple of seasons. Do people really want to take a chance on that? No, I wouldn't. So it's very similar to what Gigi is, but except his is a free agent. Harry's has three years left in his contract. I know that's wild. <laughs> that's the fucking problem. Hey, I, I want I wanted to get into you guys. Uh, I know we're we're still uh, about ten days away from the Euros. Obviously, Jerry and I we support the Azzurri. 
Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, because David is sorry about that. Cause oh, I, know no that I, I know we're not going to go back to City. I don't believe yeah. that Chelsea is the most dominant team in, in football. Um, that's just me personally. I think they, they, didn't, they didn't even win their league. I mean, they, they won Champions League, but they didn't they, they didn't win the Premier League. Or by technicality, because Spurs beat Leicester. Let's be real. I don't yeah. think that, yeah, that's more by technicality. I just think that Chelsea still lacks a lot of um issues in their lineup. Like their back line, I'm not a, a believer in Rudiger. I think that he overachieves the season. Tuchel just got the best out of him. Um, Christensen, still young, still has to prove more. The Timo Werner, fucking, I've never seen a guy choke more than he has. <laughs> I, I, Kai Havertz is the real deal. I will say that. I think that that guy is going to be a much better player than Timo Werner. Yeah, I think he's. I think he has the ability to either play as an attacking midfielder or he can play as a number nine, false nine. He's just much more versatile. <sighs> But there's, there's questions in this lineup because you and you got their back line. I forgot what his name is. Uh, he got yeah, hurt in the Silva. finals. Yeah, injury yeah, prone. Can't stay healthy. Um, he's also 36 to 37. He's like an old fart. He's 100 so, years yeah. old. They, they have a lot yeah, of players. He just signed a renewal for one year. So, yeah. Oh, fuck that. You're lucky if you get 20 games out of him next year. <laughs> but then you have all your players who are on loan still. They have the team has like a lot of players on loan. They gotta get their shit together. And like, and I hear they want to buy like three more players. And they're like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, where did the money coming from, man? Like, I need to know how they're able to Remember spend two hundred. Well, they make a shit ton of money from the prime, and then they made yeah. ninety million for just fuck winning the Champions me, man. League. Yeah, dude, so. they they they, they, they make a ton of money from the prem. They're owned Jersey by sales. they're owned by an oligarch and Jersey sales. As we've that, and as yeah. we've come to find out over the years, as long as your club is not Italian, you can get around financial fair play. Well, probably, you know, a tap for well, I, I was going to say French, but PSG did. As, as long as long as your club is is uh, is not uh, English, you 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 can't get around financial fair play. But we've seen, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Chelsea can find some loopholes with that. Man, I'm a little bit cynical on that front. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to uh, to get in uh, to the Euros a little bit. Of course, uh, I know uh, Miguel supports Portugal. Maybe has a little bit of a soft spot for France. I don't, or sorry, uh, uh, Jorge does. Miguel, what about you? Are, are you are you Azzurri or you support another club? Are you support another national team? Sorry, I do support the Azzurri just because I'm a huge City off fan. Uh, but I was one of the people who believed in the Belgian uh, golden uh, generation. Yeah. But it's it's not looking good with the De Bruyne injury and Hazard just not getting the best out of himself. Um, so I don't think they're going to go far. I think this year it's between uh, the French, who can you know do well, and the Azuri. Um, I don't really see it with England. They have a talented squad, but they seem to choke. They just don't know how to gel together when it comes to the big stage. They just they just tense up and you know they choke. Um, I think the reason why they're so big favorites is because the quarterfinals or the semifinals in Wembley and the finals at mm -hmm. Wembley. So it's just like mm -hmm. home field advantage. Yeah. That's yeah. Reason, but that's it. I don't think they're going to do, do well either. I think Portugal can surprise far into this tournament. They have a really talented squad. And I squad. think, you know, Ronaldo would try to win one more uh, trophy before his retirement because his retirement's coming soon. So maybe he's going to get something out of those players. Um, other than that, World Cup 2022 is probably his his swan song. It'd be a good time to do yeah. it. 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Or that's, Other I mean, than that, I don't see any other contenders. <laughs> Yeah. For, for me, Portugal national team, they're stacked in all places except for center back. <laughs> if yeah. you get another yep. good quality couple center backs, that I mean, they have Ruben Diaz, they have Pepe. Who else? Is Pepe's there? 38, you know, and they have Josef Fault, who's like 37, you know, like yeah. if we can get someone young that's very good and talented center back, like to also cater to them, that that team can be a dark horse. What do you think if they ended up playing Renato Sanchez? What do you think if they put Renato Sanchez in center back? Do you think that could work out as an experiment? I have never seen Fernando Sanchez ever put Renato Sanchez on a center back. I don't see that happening. He would probably do a back three instead. But I think his 4-4-2 or 4-3-3, excuse me, the way he has it with Ronaldo, Jota, Bernardo Silva – and then um, I'm trying to think of what he has in midfield. Anyways, it's stacked. I Bruno just Fernandes, Jose, Moutinho. Uh, Moutinho, okay. And I probably Renato Sanz. I'm like, who did they bring to it? All right, a Portugal national team. Let me look that up because I can tell you like how it's going to – I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be Ronaldo, Jota, and Silva up front. Bruno Fernandes, that I remember. Um, what else? I, I can't even think right now. All right. Bruno Fernandes, uh, let's see, João Felix, definitely. And then another center uh, midfielder. Moutinho. Moutinho, yes, but also don't don't think out aloud with João Palhinha, who's from Sporting, who just won the league. Very good. Um, don't forget Daniel Pereira, also very yeah. good. Um, for me, I think he would probably do like um, Pepe and uh, – uh, I can't even think today. Ruben Diaz and uh, Pep, and then yeah, uh, Rui Patricio and, and goalkeeper. So yeah, I'm just looking at all the things. Oh, and obviously Gareth. Oh, they're they're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> I love how he's he's talking himself into a Euro title now. I love that. No, I'm not thinking that. I think it's gonna be because you know what? It's not easy going back to back. Spain can do yeah, it, true. but Portugal true. can't. True. I would like us to see us go further than Italy. Because for me, <laughs> I don't think Italy is going to win the Euros. I don't think so either. I, I, I think, I think, I think they already won their thing. It's called win. Eurovision. They already won their title. Eurovision. And that was huge. And the, 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 France, was huge. the French tried to take it away from us with, with baseless drug accusations. <laughs> Fuck those I think losers. that's really screwed up. I don't think it was just the French. I think it was something else. But I could tell that he doesn't do drugs. You could tell no. from the video he doesn't do drugs. He got, he got tested. He got tested. That's the negative. But, but... For me, the favorites are France. They have the deepest squad. The the upfront is just scary enough. Get Benzema, Griezmann, and Mbappe. We're fucked. If, We're all if fucked. anyone, if you have like like Hungary, they're fucked. Like oh, yeah, yeah and, well, and, and I want to go. Uh, and Jerry, I want your take on this as well. Uh, I want to go through the uh, the twenty six man squad. Called up for the Azzurri. Uh, no, no surprises at keeper. Donnarumma, Meret, and Sirigu called up in defense. Your guy Acerbi, my guy Bastoni, Bonucci, Chiellini, Di Lorenzo, Emerson, Florenzi, Spinazzola, and Toloi. Uh, in the midfield, Barella, Cristante, Giorgino, Locatelli, Pellegrini, Sensi. That was a little surprising to me. And Verratti. And it's only because uh, Sensi just a couple of weeks ago tweaked an adductor and you know with, with that dude i mean he, he's gonna get rushed back 
by Mancini. He's going to get some playing time. He's going to tweak a hamstring or something. We're not going to see him for five months. So it's uh, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't play out that way. And then in the attack, Belotti, Berardi, Bernadeschi, Chiesa, Chiro, Insigne, and Raspadori, which I, I like. Um, but, you know, Jerry, one thing uh, I know, uh, not saying we were surprised, because it was trending that way with uh, with Mancini's selections, but Matteo Politano not called up, and I, I think he deserved to be, uh, you know. And I understand why a guy like Bernardeschi gets called up. It's more because of his versatility, because the guy can do an average job playing like seven different positions, which I guess is an important skill. But uh, I, I feel a little bit bad that uh, that Napoli's Politano didn't get called up because I think he deserved it. Yeah, I was just listening to you guys talking about fucking France. I just heard you in the background because I, I, I'll be honest. I, I fucking, only talked to France for like two seconds. I was talking about the Portuguese national team. Right? I, I don't really fucking put a lot of time into the Euros. I just wait and, and I go, whatever happens, happens. I My focus is always on fucking. <laughs> That's a great text. He wishes Canada could play I in wish, the Euro. I, I wish Canada can get out of their own fucking trophy, the CONCACAF, whatever the fucking call they, they do. I don't know. They, yeah. but, um, the USA yeah, can't win that shit either, bro. Can't even win that shit either, but you know what? At the end of the day, even if he's on the squad, Politano, is he going to play? Chances are he probably doesn't play at all. Um, I see Benedeschi getting starts ahead of him. Um, I Berardi, remember, there's only three group stage matches, so you got to make your fucking choices right, and that's it. So you, you're you're forced to bring 26 players just in the event of injuries. Yeah. As as it progresses, you you need to have a consistent lineup. You, you're not gonna want to have to keep swapping players in and out, in and out, in and out. There's got to be some continuity in this lineup. So that's how I see it. I, and if I had to I, – I don't know how many players are supposed to be selected per position. I, I haven't really done my homework. But if there isn't a certain amount – about four right backs. There's no, there's no counting of how many people <laughs> – how many people per position. England like, got four right backs. You can really, put as many people as you want. I haven't really looked at it, but at the end of the day, when Raspadori is making it and Politano's not, it makes you wonder what the fuck is going on. But I think he deserves it. Um, I think he deserves to be there, Raspadori. I like Raspadori more than I like uh, uh, Keane, to be honest, because Raspadori scores goals on a mediocre team, whereas Keane plays on a dominant team and – He's hit or miss, I guess. He's been okay this year, but I just think that Raspadori provides more, a different type type of style of attack up front. Um, he's more explosive, more creative, can get in behind the defense. He's fast. I, and I think that Roberto Mancini really has looked beyond and, and is going with a uh, lucky pick here probably is what he's trying to hope for. Um, for... Um, What's it called? My <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, That's jokes, man. That's fucking jokes. Um, My apologies, guys. It's all, um, all good. Who, who who knows what's going to happen? At the end of the day, we know the starting line is going to be Insigne on the left, most likely Berardi on the right, 
immobile up top in the midfield. You're going to see what, uh, let's say, uh, don't even know off the top of my head who would be in the midfield. Uh, Jorginho, Barella. Jorginho, Barella, and um, if the other guys. The third guys, one's a toss up, probably Spinazzola. Or Spinazzola, yeah. Yeah. Then the back end. Who that knows? is very strong midfield. Who knows what's gonna happen in the back end? I think the back end's a fucking toss up, if you ask me, man. Fucking, who who knows what he's gonna go with with that back end? Acerbi and Bonucci probably. And yeah, then, I, I, you know, I, I think that makes game. sense. I, I would go with either Acerbi Bonucci or Bastoni Bonucci because to, to have a, a left-footed left center back and a right-footed right center back makes a lot of sense. It, it might end up being Acerbi, but I, I could see uh, I could see Bastoni as well. Toloi has no fucking business being on this team. Okay? I agree. Absolutely. Nemo's right, man. He called it all, and I, and I didn't look really dissect it, but he's so bad, Toloi. He's got his good days, and when he's good, he's absolutely really good. Another guy who I don't think he's really good is Cristante. Um, I, I think he's same. I don't like he's him. He's been playing out of position for how goddamn long because they had him deputized. He's still a fucking bum. <laughs> yeah, he's a bum. I agree. I don't like him, man. That's just me, though. Sensi. That midfield, if one injury, if, if Barella, Jorginho, Locatelli. Oh, you guys are screwed or, after yeah, that. Like, this, this is bad, okay? Because Barella is, is our best midfielder. Then you got Jorginho, Locatelli, and then Pellegrini. Those four, hold on. Those four are safe for me because they're yeah. not really injury prone. Right. Okay. But, I see what you're saying. The, Verratti <laughs> is, is is a band-aid. Sensi's glass and Cristante is a fucking bag of shit. The so thing this, is though, like you you, oh. you and, and like I, I understand what you're saying, but still, dude, like if they can stay reasonably healthy, the midfield is the strength of that team. Like oh. I listen, I understand you could say like they're one or two injuries away, but I mean if if they can keep if they can keep the big players on that midfield healthy. Uh, I think they're in great shape. Like if you can keep and and Barella is going to be healthy. I mean that guy takes a lot of knocks, but he gets he's like a machine. He gets right back on his feet every single time. Uh, so if, if you can keep like a healthy um, Barella, Jorginho, and Verratti, you're in really good shape with that midfield. Like, yeah, but midfield keep in mind, if they face off against like a top team like Portugal, the the midfield is going to get destroyed. The, the, I don't the, think so. I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from. Not taking anything away from midfield, but I, I really think Italy's goal. midfield is good, and I think they have great balance. Like, I really think it's one of the better midfields in Europe. Maybe just my I bias, but I think the Portuguese midfield is just as good too, if not stacked. No, no, and they're fine. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not. I just don't think they're going to get run over. My bias in here. I'm putting my extreme bias in this. <laughs> <laughs> Can we also just? Talk about like Pochettino for a second because David did bring yeah. it up. Did anyone realize Pochettino bottled it with PSG in the Farmers League? He always does. I mean, <laughs> he always does. I feel like I feel like that one's kind of up in the air because like I wouldn't put it all on Pochettino because no, know, there was definitely it's Leonardo. Let's face it. But right. the fact that Pochettino wants to leave PSG six months in doesn't look good on Leonardo's fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, I mean, so reports about Leonardo. Leonardo and how he is. around you, like yeah. you can't really do much. And when they go above you to go to Nasser Al Khalifi to talk shit or talk bad about it, 
then it just it's just a hot mess. It's just a hot mess. That's true. Like, That's true. Hot mess. I, I think that Pochettino realized how difficult it is probably to manage guys like Neymar, Kylian Mbappe all together in one room where everyone has their own fucking difference of opinions. Everyone wants to be the best player on the team. Like there, there's just so many egos to manage that it becomes very difficult. Um, you don't get guys like Tuchel who put their foot down and say "fuck you" and and, and guy. Guess what? He got the sack. And that exactly, exactly. But Tuchel did a great job <laughs> with with PSG. Was so underappreciated for what he was able to accomplish there. Goes to Chelsea and look what he does in half a season. But that guy was. I I didn't watch a lot about mains, but I, I'll give a shout out to Rui because he's always preached about how well he did it with a with a mains team in the Bundesliga and really turned it around there. Yeah. And he, he his his mindset is so he he's tactically right. smart. Like that's the thing, and like he can get the best players to work, or he can get the average players to work. But his systems work if you buy into it. Um, I don't think Pochettino. It's going to be on the downfall here. I think that he's smart that he dipped out before it probably got worse for him. Probably knows yeah, what it's like to be a PSG. Right now would be Spurs. Does he really want to? Do we? Does he really want to go back to Spurs? I don't know why he would. I feel like he's the only one who could steer the ship back because they tried it with Mourinho, didn't work. It's like yeah. ever since he left that club. And they didn't find a medium to, to fix things. It just hasn't gotten better, and they need him to steer the ship and get them out of it because there's a mental lapse there at that team. I've watched the Amazon Prime documentary on their team, and it's like the players just they have a mental lapse. They're just like second guessing it. They don't really believe in themselves, and and I think after losing that Champions League final uh, against Liverpool, like those players haven't been the same since then. So then, if that's the case, if Pochettino does go, should PSG pounce on Zidane? I would go for it. Yeah, I would. Why too. not? He, yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, Zidane took care of Ronaldo, Benzema, yeah. and that sort of thing. Talk about managing egos. I'm I'm shocked that Ancelotti went back to Real Madrid, and apparently that was he so took, out of left field. Yeah, you, you know what you know what happened there. Friggin' Florentino Perez wanted a puppet, like he he wanted, like you know, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they they, they, they they were linked to Conte, and listen, I I can understand why you know you may decide Conte might be a little too volatile. Although that's probably one of the few clubs that could actually uh, you know satisfy like. 85% of his transfer demands, but I thought that could have worked there. But Florentino Perez probably just thought, you know what? I can control Ancelotti. That guy doesn't rock the boat, and he can be a puppet, and I, I think that's what it came down to. Well, apparently he took less wages just to go to uh, Real Madrid as well. Wow. I didn't yeah, see he, that. That's he, crazy. He, he took a pay cut to go there, too. I think he wanted to go there, but... Um, wow. I mean, you know why what? would you say in Everton? Let's face yeah. it. Fair. Well, well, when he went there, apparently the, the owners were ready to spend money. They were going to invest. They, were, they had a project in mind. I guess I didn't yeah, go anywhere. All the money they're going to spend, they're going to spend another new stadium because it's going to be built. There's going to be a new yep. stadium built yeah. in downtown Liverpool. They're not going to well, have that much money to spend. At least they get stadiums. Fucking try getting one in Italy, man. <laughs> Fair. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus Christ, mm. man. But here's, Actually, here's, mine, the only one is all privately owned, so it's nothing with the government. So it was perfectly that's great. Fine. 
That's that's, that's right. whatever everyone should have that. Like at this well, point, every every football whole, team now should have that. Think of Gillette Stadium or like a modern football stadium here, like an NFL stadium that has like a shopping mall, hotels, mm-hmm. hospital. I'm thinking Gillette Stadium because I'm I'm here in New England. Yeah, sure, that, sure. That's literally what John Micellas, our president, is trying to do in Lyon. Not just use the stadium as like the, obviously just for soccer and concerts and all that kind of stuff, but utilize all the other stuff around it to gain her more revenues as well. So that way he can be able to get all that money as well because it's all on his land. So it's, he's just paying the rent. They're just paying the rent to him. It's right. extra money in his coffers, you know? Well, the guy who's not going to manage this year, and I'll book you now, is uh, Conte. Yeah. Not oh, going anywhere. He's, he's taking time off. Shit. Why not? He doesn't, he doesn't not give off. a shit, man. He's done. It's I, I don't million. blame him. Taking you off. He already has his $13 million, correct? He has his thirteen million. Yeah, right? yeah, they 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 they, they, they cut him a check for seven million. They they like met in the middle, but it's fine. Listen, dude. I mean, do you want to pay million, me seven million euros? Seven million, not million, the work? They're all making right. Seven more million is what they're making. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I say take a year off because I can guarantee you there will be a lot more job postings. Oh yeah. Okay, job postings, job openings. If you want a monster.com to find it? Yeah, go monster.com, guys. No, Here's a crazy theory for him to go to. It's just like, you know what? Wait a little bit, get yourself together. It's been a stressful 14 months or however many months it was from last season and this season together combined. Let it be. You know what? Take it a year off, relax, go to like Sardinia or whatever the hell it is. He's like, already there, actually. Yeah, you know. he's. he's- I, I see pictures of him. He's got his shirt off. He's like freaking barracuda fishing or something in Sardinia. <laughs> Enjoy it for a year, man. Yeah. Like, well, why? And, and he's and he's not even he's not even as, as old as you think. I mean, I think Conte is only 51, 52 years old. So, you know, listen, t- take a year off, pick the job that's best for you. And also for Conte, wait a year because almost every big club is gonna have more money to spend a year from now than they have right now. So when you're exactly. so so when you wanna you because know, whatever club he lands in, you know he's gonna want to sign Ngolo Kante. He's gonna want to try to sign Lukaku. So whatever club he goes to, they're looking at like 200 million euros in transfer fees just to make him happy. So wait till you can I go somewhere when they have money. Man United. What what about if if Inzaghi really doesn't panel as well we think with inter and they consider bringing back conte next year i don't think they can because they 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 cut it like they they agreed to uh to release him from his deal like if they had just sacked him he would still be under contract the way spalletti was for the last two years i'm saying after contract expires after the season can they bring him back oh they yeah. I mean they could, I guess. I, I don't I don't know why I don't know why he would want to after all this. I mean it's 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 I feel a like whenever someone moves back to the same club the second time around, it's never good. Yeah. Amen. Not as good, excuse me, not as good. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I don't know, man. If things get better in the future. I, I he never left on bad terms, I think. It wasn't really I don't know. Bad. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was good terms, but I really couldn't tell you. Like, like to honest, Jerry, I don't know, I don't know if it was bad terms. I mean, they obviously oh, they gave him a golden parachute. I mean, they they didn't have to pay him seven million euros to walk away. So maybe it wasn't good terms. It's not like Juventus where he left on bad terms. Out, there's always Rudy Garcia. If Inzaghi oh, doesn't work out, there's Rudy Garcia for it. Hey, that. by the way, before before we wrap it up, I wanted to give George a chance because I think you had an announcement to make because we've had you on a few times before. Oh. <laughs> and you have mentioned you were in the market 
for a Serie A club. Like you didn't have a yeah. Serie A club you were supporting, and I respect that. You are a Lyon supporter. You know, there's no reason to force attraction for a Serie A club. But you told me before we started, before we went live, you told me you now have a Serie A club. I do. I mean, I'll admit they just recently got promoted, but Ven- Venezia is definitely one awesome, awesome. That is something like yeah. I like their story, and I mean, they're, yeah. they're not the trophy presentation. I don't know what the rest thing is. It was by boat. Like, come on, that's like you can't do anything like that. I think you have to, to get on a boat. You have to get on like an extra boat just to get to their stadium. I think their stadium is on an island yeah. off of the main yeah. island. Exactly. So instead of seeing a bus come in, it's like coming a boat coming in. Like <laughs> I'm on a boat. Like, come on, that's awesome. I like it. I don't know how long they're gonna stay up in the city, but let's face it, it is what it is. You just gonna enjoy the ride. So that's what I'm thinking. Plus, they're American owners. <laughs> they gotta support an American owner somehow. So and they've got the they've got the prettiest jerseys like in the world. Oh maybe. my I mean, god, they have really great jerseys. Sold out. They're sold out. You yeah. can't even get them on their on their website. I tried looking at classic football shirts too. You can't get them either. Sold out. Wow, that's how good they were. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, do, do you Joe like? Joe Pineapples has it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, our Art Morelli has one as well because they were smart. I'm sure Joey Pineapples and Art like they ordered it. <laughs> The day that they offered the special, because the Venezia website a couple months ago, like they announced they had like free shipping or some kind of a discount on their jerseys. And like every Serie A fan like jumped on it. And like, do you agree with me, Miguel, that it's weird? Like Venezia, I don't know if I've the, the last time this has happened where I've seen a newly promoted side where, you know, every Serie A fan can agree. Oh, it's a great story. We've got a soft spot for them. We're going to order their jerseys. Like, it's like every Italian fan can unite behind Venezia. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is a bit interesting. Um, I've never seen anything like this before, but I can understand to some point because of the storyline of, you know, how everything played out. Um, the jerseys are a bit dope. I'm not going to lie. I'm not I'm not going to buy one because, like, uh, I don't know. It's just not really my style. And I feel like when I buy jerseys, like, there, there's a meaning behind every jersey that I purchase. Um, but, hey, I mean, it works well for CDI. It's, it's some publication. Um, people who are buying these jerseys, you know, you'll go out and, you know, someone will ask you, hey, what, what club is that? And you'll be like, hey, it's Venezia. You know, they just got promoted. I think that's, like, you know, some good PR for CDI. Um other than that, you know, we're we're excited to see what Venezia does when they, you know, perform this season. Hopefully they can stay up. I don't really see it happening, but it, it'll be interesting. I feel like they're kind of like Spezia in a way. You know, when Spezia got promoted, nobody really knew what to expect. And, you know, Spezia, they pulled off some pretty interesting results. They beat Milan 2-0. So I'm hoping like something like that can happen in the city out with Venezia this season. Jerry, any, I, think just any, gonna enjoy the I feel like they're just going to enjoy the Ryan. It is. What yeah, it is, you know? why not, yep. man? And, yep. and, and they, they live in Venice, so they're good. Uh, Jerry, any, any parting uh, comments, sir, before we wrap it up? Uh, I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, sorry. Fucking. I'm hoping I was going to choose Lazio. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You, you choose whatever the fuck you want to choose, man. I, I don't. I, I, I can't tell you what the. the Go with Spezia, fucking no one likes Spezia. I declared, so I cannot go back. I am not a bandwagon fan. Fucking, I, I don't know what to tell you. Just don't choose Roma. 
Don't choose Roma. <laughs> don't choose Juventus. You're good, man. I can I'm get you. Toronto Maple Leafs, but that's beside uh, the point. <laughs> that's, not a, that, that's not a team, but anyways, fucking <laughs> the Leafs. Oh, my God. Fucking shambles. But. Who's worth? Napoli choking to get top four or Toronto Maple Leafs screwing themselves over? I would say the Maple Leafs. Oh, Maple Leafs. It's a guarantee. Maple. That's why. I thought the Oilers were shit, man. I thought I cheered for the worst NHL team of all time. They are not the worst team of all time. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs hold the longest drought of, of a team not winning the Stanley Cup now. 56 years, I believe. Yeah. They're, I thought the Oilers pissed it with signing McDavid to long term. I know this is not a hockey podcast, but like having it is now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> not 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 have like Signing everybody makes fun of them because we we signed McDavid and Drysaddle to long term contracts and we didn't build around them, which is true. But when you look at the lease and what they've invested and what the future's like, and and they can't keep all those players for the long haul. We all know this. No. No. There's a lot of tough have questions. To them. They, have to, they have to sell trade people or sell people. To yeah, Edmonton's got like over thirty million cap space this summer. I can't wait to see what they do now. Can Holland? Can can show what he's able now he'll be judged because the first two years he had to clean up Peter Shirelli's goddamn monkey business he did fucking garbage I don't the fuck he did trading Taylor Hall for a bag of pucks but beyond the point and I thought that deal would have been okay because Adam Larson was a top top four pick I thought that maybe he was coming good value I was so wrong about that trade just didn't want to accept that Taylor Hall was gone but for for any parting ways, I just hope sorry comes to Lazio, and I hope that they didn't wait too long for nothing, and didn't lose out on certain managers. I think that's that's the most important thing, and I think Chino Mobile is gonna really improve this uh this this Euros. I really do. I'm gonna keep on that because the big difference, and that's just not was just Chino. I think everyone is going to improve compared to the last. <laughs> What we saw versus Sweden two years ago, I believe, is going to be day and night because that was a Ventura squad that was managed. Remember that. And I think that as much as we say that Immobile chokes and we can we can fault so many players why we didn't make the World Cup, um, I think that having a guy like Mancini is very important. Look, look at what Conte did when he was manager of the Azuri and how he was able to get some of the best, the, the, the worst players to play the best on on, on, on um, the elite stage. You know what I mean? Like I think having yeah. a good manager at the end of the day is just equally as important as a player has to be good. And, is Ventura blackballed? Ventura is a he fucking idiot. Is Ventura blackballed? <laughs> he should be blackballed. He deserves it. He's terrible. Um, but that's just me. I, I And I think that finally Immobile is, is going to be backed by a quality manager and we'll probably get the best out of him. That I firm believer. Um, I've seen it with Inzaghi last five years, where Inzaghi's managed to get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. And I know that he, he's using a three-five-two, but I don't see why he couldn't fit in a four-three-three. And 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 Mancini's not stupid. He sees what's going on on the field, and he will get the best out of Immobile. That's just my my belief on this. Um, I ask one last question then. If yeah. Mancini does a decent job, do you think he's going to still remain Italy coach or is he going to go back into club sports? Well, he just signed an extension, signed an extension for, yeah. for 2026, I think. Is that right? Damn. 20, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he signed an extension. 
Yeah, they really liked the mob, but I, I that's that's why I, I always say that having a good manager like Tuchel, Tuchel's a prime example. Chelsea wasn't doing well before he came because Lampard is it's not Lampard's fault. He's just not tactically smart yet. He still needs to develop that part of the game. I think he's really good with young players, but there's always flaws when you there's always a risk when you put in a manager who didn't have the experience. Tuchel comes in and look what happens. The one guy who started playing better was Kai Havertz. Um, the back line started playing better. And that's exactly like Immobile, where he comes in with Ferro Mancini, and he's he's slowly gotten better under him. Um, that's just me. Uh, and I think that he has a lot to prove, and I think he wants to prove many people wrong this summer. He had, had a decent season as well with Lazio. Been consistent five years. See what happens. But I'll continue to back him up. Uh I believe in in that if you give negative vibes, it's just gonna. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Like that's just me. Like it, you don't think that he feels Twitter or or Instagram calling him out saying you're shit, you're a choke artist, you're a failure. You think that doesn't get into his head? Like, and I know that these players have to battle criticism, but when it comes from your own country, and your country should be backing you up, like it's. To me, I, I just find that it's not good, man. But no, they, they need a white claw. They, they do. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was just tweeting yesterday about how much how disappointed I am with white claw because I, I literally I had never tried it garbage today. It, it you is. need to try it truly. Trulys are ten times much better. That's what people are telling me. I'll try. I'll, well, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'm just. I'm not into if the whole punch. Truly, with like their berries and the tropical flavor, you'll be glad you did. Okay, because what what happened was I, I was at the Walgreens yesterday, and I just happened Walgreens. to walk by. I just happened to walk by, like you know, the beer area, and I saw. And I'm I'm a beer drinker now. I don't usually buy my beer at Walgreens because I'm a craft beer drinker primarily. Okay. I know I sound like a snob. You can buy beer at Walgreens. That's it's, just a Rhode Island thing. That, that, I yeah, it, it must be. It must be a whole thing. It, it's different in every state. Like in Florida, yeah. in Florida, you can buy like beer and wine at Walgreens. In California, you can buy hard liquor at like CVS and Walgreens. As it goes state to state, it's all different. But anyways, long story short. I see a case of White Claw in the fridge area, and I realize I've never tried this before. I, I see people raving about it. I've got to see what all the fuss is about. I tasted it yesterday for the first time. The most disappointing experience of my life. Like, it, it, it doesn't taste like anything. Like, dude, and, and I love I love sparkling water. Like, I drink seltzer <laughs> water, you know, uh, all the time. And that's basically what this stuff tastes like. It's, like, lightly flavored alcoholic seltzer water I, I don't know why people get so excited about this it's so goddamn it's, boring. Um, less calories that's what it is it's it's so boring but i've got you know like nine cans left you know I, i'm a big you drinker well like you know? so i'm not gonna waste it. exactly i'm not gonna waste it yeah yeah i'm not all about that so we'll, we'll wrap up the episode on that hey, I, I didn't know this but they did that did you guys see that fucking Euro intro they did for Italy, how they chose their squad and they were doing the no. dancing and they were they, they they sang live. You should go look at it. So I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't like yeah. watch it. Oh, is that why Sensi was dancing? Yes, yes, yeah. that's why I tweeted that out. Oh. I, I'm surprised he didn't get hurt from that, but I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kate, they 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 had people singing and stuff, and I just saw this now. 
guys like Gianluca Mancini were there, Politano. Why the fuck would you bring these guys? They're not even on the roster. Like, why are they there then? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah that's awkward. That after that, that's that's so, that is so. That's I, I saw Dom. Dom is wow. Dom BX. He's a uh, Napoli fan. He's right. He actually tweeted out that it's kind of uh, cold blooded treatment right yeah. there. Like, if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna do live and have like select your audience, like your, your sorry your squad on live TV, and you're gonna do like this whole festivity thing, don't bring people who are not part of your squad because it's like that's the, a shitty yeah, show. That, that is so. Can you imagine how Politano feels right now that he went through all that? Thinking that he was on the team, and then to find out that he wasn't on the team. Like, well, technically, technically, you could still because I think they have until the before the first game. If someone's injured or COVID, they can easily remove him or and just put someone else in. They still still fluid, so I think they still have time. But it is it's kind of like really it's kind below of the belt. <laughs> I'd like to interrupt really quickly. word. It's oh, more oh. like they need to read the room. They need to read the room. Read the room. Like, <laughs> Go really? ahead, Miguel. Uh, so Fra- Fabrizio Romano just tweeted out. He said, Paris Saint-Germain are still convinced that Pochettino will stay. Tottenham Cottonhead Poch days ago. The PSG position has always been the same. That's why Levy, who is, you know, the, man, uh, the owner of Spurs, is considering other options. And he said, if Pochettino doesn't make public statement, he'll stay in Paris. Wow. So... So, hey, where did Fabrizio Romano... Can you bottle Romano? another league title hold on, hold on. again? Can you bottle hold on, another league title? Hold on. <laughs> where did Fabrizio Romano steal that from, eh? I, I would love to know oh. where he stole where, where did he steal that one from, eh? That guy's a fucking thief, oh. man. That guy's a thief and a half, man. I, I've never seen a guy take other people's tweets and, and, and make him and fabricate them as his own. Like, piece of fucking... That guy there's a... He is a fucking something, man. He's Guys, huge. Make well, everyone believes him. Not Tancredi Palmieri. Everyone believes now Fabrizio. Oh, dude. I mean, but the thing is with Fabrizio, like he <laughs> actually does talk to the agents, and he actually is in the loop. And there, there's certain things that looks like you know he steals the tweets, but I wouldn't say that's the case. I just think that he's just busy and he breaks the news out later than other journalists. He's definitely know, better man. than Tancredi. Tancredi is is the biggest freaking joke. Um, I think he's funny. He he is absolutely <laughs> funny, but dude, like every night he tweets out those bomba, the bomb emojis, and then you actually read his story. He's either flat out wrong, or he's just writing his opinions on shit. Like he he wrote this story, and and this is not even why I make fun of the guy. I've been making fun of him for years. I do find him funny though, Jerry. You're right about that. I find him very entertaining. And I hope he never blocks me on Twitter because I enjoy seeing uh, I enjoy seeing his presence. I, I say that because he does block a lot of people on Twitter. But like a couple days ago, he writes this like, oh, and and I love how he promotes like, oh, in eight minutes, in seven minutes, in five minutes, I'm dropping the story. And he dropped this story about like Zhang and Inter, but there was like no actual information in it. Like he he just wrote his opinion on the whole situation. It's like, dude, like he made it sound like. This was some groundbreaking report. But uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Huge thanks to our guest tonight, uh, George Rodriguez. George, anything you want to promote, your Twitter handle, anything you got going on, let the people know where they can find you. 
at jrod2589. Lil or League of Titles. We didn't even get to talk about that. Oh, There's man. no more tier lights after this season, so we're back to square one. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's a hot mess. Hot mess express in the world of French football hot domestically. Yeah. Miguel, thank you so much for joining us. Congrats on your new gig. I'm, I'm happy for you, my friend. Uh, where can people find you and your work? Yeah. Um, right now, kind of not really doing much. Uh, just, you know, taking a break. But you can Take follow me on Twitter <laughs> at MiguelAJ29. Um, I think with the Euros upcoming, I'll probably, like, start doing vlogs about the Euros. Um, and then, you know, crunch time with the Olympics. I'll try to, like, make a couple of vlogs with, you know, my new gig um, and try to make something entertaining out of that. But, yeah, follow me at Twitter at MiguelAJ29. If you want, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Milano Miguel. Um, we're about to hit 200 subs, so that would be great. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, Jerry, well, what are you working on this week? I know you've got to be writing sorry stories and Zoggy stories. What are you up to? I wrote like five pieces on Zoggy, actually. Awesome. Oh, fucking, I'm going to be do I have one piece that just came out today how, how important uh, Lukaku's been to uh, come for Inter Milan. So I wrote that. That just got released this morning, but um, God, he better wrote, stay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm yeah, in trouble. <laughs> I know. I wrote a piece on Simone Inzaghi and why it made sense for both sides to leave um, and how it all went down. Basically, uh, Lucas Leva, I actually wrote about him and how he's been really overshadowed a lot by Alberto and Savage. So, uh, a goodbye piece to Senna Lulic because I, I really don't see him part of Lazio's plans now that Inzaghi's gone and it was always a given he was going to leave but um sorry coming in if he does really has no part with with Lulic because he's not the player he used to be so we'll see we'll see what happens but um I did a piece actually on Strakosha as well and how they need to figure out their goalkeeper situation is but I, I see actually before we go I think the one person who won from Simone Inzaghi leaving is Strakosha at the mm. end of the day, I think he's yeah. I think he's the biggest winner out of all this. The biggest point. winner because like he, it's funny how everyone's been sending out messages. Good luck, take care, Inzaghi. I guarantee you, Strakosha doesn't say a word to that guy. After By the way, Jerry, well, what, what do you think when uh, when, when Inzaghi sees Stefan Devry for the first time? What do you think he says? He's like, bro, you really had to fuck us over in uh, in 2018. Like, what do you think that conversation is like? I'm benching the first game of the season, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, awesome that's what stuff, I see, Nah, you, who knows? That, that's on Zinzaghi's fault. That's his fault at the end of the day. Yeah, he should, but, he should have played him in that he's game. He's so he really stupid, man. To do that, man, he could have yeah. made Champions League twice, if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah. No, totally, totally. I well, didn't watch that game, but what did he do anyways? Like, did he fucking yeah, tackle somebody on purpose? And it was, like, it was, I think it was Icardi. He tackled him. It was just like, it, it was a really, it was a penalty he gave up obviously, but it was like, it was just a really clumsy challenge in the box. And you wouldn't have thought anything of it except for the fact that it was the right. And he had already signed for Inter. So it just, it looked bad. Like it looks suspicious. It did, but the thing is, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have looked suspicious if it was any other defender. Like, just given the situation, it was like, yeah. 
Oh, because 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 it was like like Jerry, it was big drama before the game because um, you know, the, the game happened in May and DeVry had signed a contract to join Inter in March and like everybody knew about it. And then the week leading to the game, everyone's like, wait, is Inzaghi going to start DeVry? Is he going to sit him? And they started him. So everyone was waiting for something to happen. So, you know, he, he fouls Icardi in the box and if, it, like it, it, it was, it was going to look suspicious no matter what. So yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really, it was really wonky. You guys can, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Alex Dono. Uh, I do uh, daily shows at onsideradio.com, 3 until 6 p.m. Uh, of course, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the Calcio Connection podcast. If you're watching us on video, subscribe to our pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. We're on every single platform. I guarantee you, you'll find us anywhere on the web. And if you're listening to this and you want to watch video, you can get youtube.com and subscribe to our channel, Calcio Connection. We'll talk to everybody next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.